Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Don't go away. This is the slash of the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. Guys. My name is Lauren Brooks, a past interviewer for TNA Wrestling, and you are listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. The Rock Superstar Chaos. Sid Vicious. Chris Hammer. The Hardcore Homo Angel. This is Jimmy Jacobs, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Radio Show. Keep your money here, Revenant, on the Atomic Drop Show. Tune in. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another edition of the not-so-longest-running episodic podcast in the history of planet Earth. I am your charming, colorful, and oh-so-charismatic co-host, Justin Time. And once again, right below me in the state known as Pennsylvania is my co-host once more, once again, filling in for the ever-famous Kyle Cruz is the Mr. Wonderful Todd Orndorff. I just might have a heart attack. You got my name right. I think for the first time, all the times I'm co-hosting with you, you finally got my name right. Yes, yes, yes. Be amazed, be amazed, my friend. That only makes perfect, my friend. It only took me about, was it, three months to get your name right, but by God, I got it. And that's all that matters, buddy. What's going on tonight, man? Oh, nothing much, nothing much. Uh, just being thankful that we have no volcanoes out here on the East Coast. <laughs> How about it? You're telling me. All right, time to make up another excuse for my co-host, Kyle Cruz. <clears throat> what should we do about this week for him? I think, well, I would say that he has a hot date, but I don't know if we want to go that far. No, that's pretty much stretching the truth right there. (laughs) Well, since we can't make up a very good excuse, we're just going to tell you the truth. This week, uh, Mr. Cruz took another personal day, but do not fret, Atomic Drop, Universe, Fan Nation, Bombers, Kyle Cruz is actually out in the Staples Center with Laker playoff tickets. He called me up late last night to say, Justin, I got tickets. I got a bum out on the show. Again, you got to call up Todd. I call up Todd. Todd reached up and grabbed that brass ring in his hand, and he did not let go like Sonic the Hedgehog. So here we are once more, once again, to give you another edition of the Atomic Drop Show. So what did you think of Raw yesterday, my friend? Uh, you want it on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 to 10. 1 out of 10. I give it maybe about a 6. Yeah, I thought it was, it was decent, but I don't know. I'm not really... Like, I don't know. My man Jericho was on there, so it was good. <laughs> well, would you really call it uh, Raw, or would you rather just call it Monday Night Smackdown? 
the invasion of SmackDown, I would like to think. I I know. Well, it wasn't even really an invasion at all, too. They just kind of, like, showed up and said, here we are. Oh, sorry. But then again, we did have the return of Lillian Horseface Garcia. (laughs) Horseface! We also had the return of the ever-present Undertaker. We, he has not been on WWE television since his uh, match against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. We also had the semi-funny, if you want to go that far, McGruber. So Jericho's going to be on McGruber. Yes, I am surprised you did not mention this to me at all before, seeing how you are the biggest Jericho Mark I've ever met. I did not even know he was in the latest film called McGruber. I had absolutely no idea, and I'll be a jerkaholic until I die. I had no idea, but you know what? Guess who's going to watch it, baby? You're going to be waiting in line at midnight with your girl? I will be waiting in line at midnight with my girl. Yes, I will. Damn, man. Yeah. (laughs) That was just one of those skits that you just wish that would just go away. And yeah, a little bit. He'll probably be pretty uh, good at it. You know, he'll do something fun and entertaining. There's no oh, better that. entertainer out there than, than Jericho. All right. Now, since we are talking about Monday night and how well everyone thinks this show was, I got right up here. Kyle would be proud of me. I actually do have the official ratings up right now. Uh, WWE Raw scored either a 3.0 or a 3.1, but the show definitely did either a 3.0 or a 3.1 at most. Their, this is their uh, lowest show since uh, December 2008. So that was their lowest show, you said? That is the lowest show. All, out of all, almost like a year and a, not even a quarter, this is our lowest show to date. I mean, that's pretty horrendous. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think yeah, part of it probably, you know, has to do with, like, the SmackDown because, you know, most people who watch Monday Night Raw don't watch SmackDown unless you're a hardcore fanatic, you know, like yourself. But, uh, you know, so that would probably, you know, have to do with a lot of it and also because, you know, John Cena is, uh, is overseas at the moment. So you never know what it's what it could really stem from, but I think mostly it's because SmackDown guys were on there. I I am led to believe that they put a tracking device on John Cena right now, and he is swimming across the Atlantic Ocean right now, trying to make it back to the mainland. He promised. He promised he would make it no matter what. I think the greatest thing they should do is, if they do make it back, they should have John Cena coming right out of the ocean, swimming, and then just start taking off, trying to run to the arena. That would probably be the best segment they will ever do on WWE programming. you tell me if you saw that, you wouldn't change the channel? I would not change the channel because they would just prove that he actually was a man of his word. You wouldn't laugh hysterically? I would laugh at that. I would laugh at that, too. 
And guess what? We got our first caller of the day from hey, got a call. from the five six two area code. Caller, you're on the air. What's going on, guys? Man, how's it going tonight? Oh my God in heaven! Is this the legendary Kyle Cruz? Uh, yeah, yes, it is. Do, do not ever hesitate to think twice. It is the legendary Kyle Cruz in your presence just for a few minutes because, unfortunately, uh, I, and this might be a shock to all of our consistent listeners out there, but I actually do have other interests outside of uh, outside of wrestling, and uh, I probably shouldn't divulge this on the air, but I am I am in a restaurant down the street from from the Staples Center in L.A. because I am about to take in game two of the first one NBA playoff series against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. So, uh, and, and, I mean, dude, as, as much as I would love to be there doing the show with you guys right now, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so, you know, i got to take it. So I'm, I'm sure that Todd's going to fill in uh, quite nicely like he does every time I'm out, I'm out there and you guys are going to have a great show. You know that we have not been on the air together in almost about a month now. Uh, you, 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 know, you, hey. you, no, 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 no. You decided to go to a Lakers game and fill out some kind of little boy fantasy instead of doing your job. You have been taking a hell of a lot more personal days than I ever have on this show. Uh, wait a minute. Who are you going? Uh. Wait, 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 wait. Todd. Do not believe this trifle, okay? Like, Justin is, is finding out this utter crap because this, this guy has taken more personal days than than I have, like, than I have ever taken. So, look, Todd, just please keep the seat warm until I come back because when I do, uh, I'm going to give Justin a uh, an, an extreme verbal asshole. All right? So, just Todd, Todd just pull on my shoes. Just for one more week, and then I'll be back full uh, full strength. Well, make sure I'm present for that uh, verbal beatdown. But uh, I do got to say I'm sorry, Kyle, because you're uh, <laughs> you're going to witness a major stomping on your Lakers tonight. I'm by far the biggest Laker hater. Uh, I don't think I ever told you that, but now's a good time on on the air here on the internet. So uh, don't take it personally. It's going to be okay. Wait, You'll reco- you will recover from this beatdown tonight. You will recover. Keep that chin up. Okay. Ben, who's your team then? Who's your team? I, I don't want to say. <laughs> Wait, who? It better not be the Knicks. No, it's not the Knicks. It's uh, actually my whole life I've been a New Jersey Nets fan. That's why I wasn't going to tell you. This has been the worst year in the history of basketball. That's just Finally. ignorant. The first time that I actually can appreciate a sound effect is, is actually when I'm not hosting a night, and it comes with the revelation of you being a Nets fan. That's pretty embarrassing, dude. Come on, dude. You like you 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 probably should have just hung that off the air because now the whole world knows that you're pretty much a dumbass. So whoa, whoa, I have covered for you for like I don't know six months now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I'm just I'm giving me a hard time, man. It's all in good fun, man. But uh, dude, the Nets though, I'm I'm dude, I'm sorry. 
But, you know, ho- hopefully you guys can come back strong and next year you'll, you'll actually win, you know, two games next year instead of one. So, you know, so. We're, we're open for two. I'm actually putting money down that we might win three in a row next year. Three in a row? Ah, uh, dude. I'm calling you know right now, live on the air. I think I might have to uh, have to put money on that because the Nets will not win three straight next year at all. At all. I'm holding you to that. All right. That'd be archived, man. That'd be archived. It's dated right, well, 420, 2010. Hey, speaking of which, did did you guys uh, engage in, in any uh, extracurricular activity at a 420 this afternoon? I did not. I was too busy cleaning out a uh, semi-truck at, during that time period, so I was unable to participate in the stoner festivities. <laughs> that, that's way out of my league, Pat. Not for me. Not for you? All right. No, I mean, it's not for me either. I'm, you know, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm asking. I'm just making a call. I went, I went golfing instead. That got That got me pretty fired up, so... All right, well, so, enough of, of of this other uh, side stuff is basketball and pot smoking. I'm only – I can only stay on the line for just a few more minutes, but what did you guys think of, uh, of Raw and Impact last night? Well, okay, let me direct half that question to Todd because I already know that Justin does not watch Impact at all. So, uh, Todd, how wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I saw a brief moment of TNA. Okay, what was the brief moment? The brief and, moment and, and, was... And, and, and there wasn't a lot of bad in, in last night's impact, so it, it had to be something good. had to be. I turned the channel right when we saw Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy doing running commentary on their own match. And that's all you saw? Yeah. That's all I saw. You see, I didn't watch SmackDown pretty much for that reason. I think SmackDown, I mean, not SmackDown. What am I saying? I think TNA is a joke. I really do. I have a hard time watching it. But you guys, but you guys did, yeah, see, you two would make this perfect full-time co-host. But the bottom line is, is that you guys didn't watch the single greatest episode of Impact in TNA's seven year history. What you saw last night was a consistent build to a world title match. Yeah, they hot-shotted up a few matches that probably could have sold on pay-per-view, but they got, you know, a little bit of a rating bump out of it. We have Rob Van Dam as a new TNA champion. Things are uh, th- things are just fine in the TNA world, but the key is, of course, follow-up. But, of course, you two, being the lame-ass broadcast journalist you are, refuse to watch the product. You guys refuse to pay attention, so looks like I have to, to fill in, even if it is in these quick little call-in segments, to fill people in on what happens on TNA, if you guys don't watch it. Yeah, no. You always resort to saying that when you know I'm right. You know I'm right. So that's when I know I did my job as a Look at the past people outside the Staples Center right now. What? Those were the mass people at the Staples Center right now booing you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, yeah. Okay, though. Okay. Dude, it, it is my first ever in, NBA game, and it's a playoff game, so all is right in the world right now. So I don't give a damn whether they're going to be or not. But, uh, bottom line is that. Wait, what? Go ahead. I was going to say, real quick, what was your opinion of Raw? Real quick. Um, I thought that the show as a whole did it, they they did well for what the situation was. They had a, a lot of SmackDown talent on it, which was fine. Um, normally, I'm not into the campiness with the guest hosts or whatever, but I actually liked all of the McGruber skits. I really did. Did you really? Um, I yeah, I did. Everything except um, Kaluber, the one with with the great Kali and, and Kozlov, that, that that was bad. But other than that, I liked everything else mostly. Thank you. Right. But I don't know. That's just me. All right, all right. And what what did you think of the Taker limping around still after a month off? Um, you know what? I I, I actually turned away. During the Taker Jack Carter match, I switched over to Impact. I think that that was during. I think that was during the main event, the Jeff Hardy. I'm, I'm sorry, the Rob Van Dam AJ Styles match. I I think that's when the other match was. So I I didn't even see it. But I'll have to go back on YouTube or WWE.com and and check out that match and see how how all that went down. But I don't know. But hey, guys. I hate to cut this thing a little bit too short, probably for you to see. You think I've uh, been going on way too long, but i got to go. My my food is waiting, and then after that, sample center of the wait. So uh, if I get the chance, then I'll try and call back. But if not, then I'll talk to you guys next week. Have fun at Denny's. Yeah, well, thank you. All right, man. Have a good night. All right, you guys take care. See ya. The legendary Kyle Cruz. He is here. He's out of his mind. He is out of his mind. Loving those McGruber skits. I'm a fan of McGruber. I'll give him that. I thought I think McGruber's funny. But Lakers fan likes TNA. Blows off your show for a Laker game. Playoff game. Who cares? It's still a Laker game. I think I need to have a chit chat with that young man. I think so, too. I think he kind of flows the other way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's okay. All Most right. Laker fans do. That's right. All right. We have another caller from the 678 area code. I have a good hunch on who this might be. Caller, you are on the air. Oh, hey, guys. It's our none other than our super fan, Dakaris. Dakaris, what's up, brother? Oh, hey, Todd. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. So, Dakaris, it is nice of you to actually call in and make sure that you are here on the Atomic Drop Show because we need to know what Seamus right now is thinking over in Ireland, being stuck in his home country, unable to make it back to the States. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay. Oh, He's like, yeah. Seamus is thinking probably like, oh, he's he's probably thinking like, oh, Triple H, I'm gonna with an extreme rules. Once I get out of Ireland, 
I will win the street fight. And I'll show you why I'm called the Celtic Warrior. That is hilarious. Dakaris, I love you, man. That's that's awesome. Why is why is Dakaris doing Seamus not in your intro, Justin? I know. We, I have to talk to Kyle about that and see if we can edit some Seamus in there. Oh, man, that's hilarious. But, Dakaris, it's actually good to hear from you. I'm glad that you're not stuck over in Ireland like three-fourths of the whole entire oh, American Raw, Raw roster. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm praying that they hope they get back home in time for a funeral because they because they're saying right now they they may have, they might be held back for another week. So. I know, I know, but this is what I love about WWE. Okay, I whoop, there goes the dog. <laughs> well, this is what I love about WWE programming. I love to see what kind of action they can pull out of their ass at the very last minute to try to sell tickets. I mean, they will try to do anything possible just to appease these fans. Even though they threw on a not-so-good show, they still try to appease the fans. And also, if you did not like the show that you attended, you were allowed to get a full refund back of your money. Well, yeah, 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 well, I thought yesterday's show wasn't bad for a last-minute show, but it was yeah, other than the, I know, I enjoyed the Taker and Swagger match. That was actually not a bad match at all. And then the huge six-man tag, that was that was epic. I was like, so I'm like. I, okay, so Dakaris, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate Monday Night SmackDown? Oh, Monday Night SmackDown? Um, I, I would pretty much give it a, pretty much a 7 out of 10, pretty much, yeah. Really? Well, that's not that far, because I gave it a 6 out of 10, despite the circumstances that they were under. But for what they had to offer, for what for they had to offer, they did a pretty good job, despite, despite the, like, even though Kyle just got off the phone saying that he enjoyed those McGruber skits, I was not saying those McGruber skits at all. Oh, oh you weren't the only one. I, I thought they were just, just a waste of time, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't care about those Magoo guys, so, oh, well. And, and Well, the good thing about Hulk, with the draft next week, there's no guest host, thank God. Yeah, so, you just focus on the draft itself. So, I'm like. I know. Okay, so real quick, who do you want for your qu- quick raw draft picks? Or, excuse me, for your WWE draft picks? Oh, who I want for my... Oh, WWE draft picks. Um, okay. Um, for for who I want to see go to Raw. Um, I, I think um Edge is gonna go to Raw. Um, and Jericho obviously he's gonna go back to Raw. Um, Sh- Shad um Gaspar from or what used to be Crime Time. Yeah, he's going to Raw. Um, hmm. Who I think McIntyre might go to Raw. Yeah. Um, who, um, but, God, uh, oh, that's all, that's all I can think for right now with SmackDown, who, but, oh, for, for, who I want to see leave Raw and go to SmackDown, oh, 
Oh, it's most definitely MVP. I want him to go back to SmackDown so bad because Raw's been treating him like crap and it's pissing me off. And um, Kingston, I think Kingston's going to go to SmackDown. Um, I could, I think Rhodes might go to SmackDown. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, I would like to see uh, uh, Christian. Yeah, Christian's going to SmackDown. And... Um, God. Uh, Evan Bourne's going to SmackDown. Primo's going to SmackDown, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I can think of for right now. All right, those are pretty good predictions. But Dakaris, we got another caller up on the line, so please call back in hopefully about ten minutes. Uh, all right. All right, Dakaris. All right, I'll call back. All right. All right. All right bye. See you, Dakaris. Ladies and gentlemen, Superfan Dakaris, and now he has finally returned from the outer reaches of Western New York. It is none other than Jay Gorgeous. Finally, I have returned to the Atomic Trap Show. How you doing, uh, Justin? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. And how's yourself there, Mr. Gorgeous? I'm doing all right. Um, I mean, then again, I got a lot of sleep last night because I went to bed early because such a poor, poor raw. That was just, I mean, given the circumstances, I, I give them credit for trying to pull something out of their ass, but that was horrendous. Um, I'm, I'm just kidding about... I didn't get a lot of sleep, but I did watch most of it. But um, this Swagger Taker match is pretty good. Um, so, and um, yeah, I don't really know. I spent a lot of the night just not even really watching. But and actually, I found myself looking at NFL draft stuff more. So the NFL draft is this week. And that it is, that it is, and, and uh, I don't know. I just get very excited about the NFL draft, and um, right. but we do have the WWE draft coming in two weeks. Um, Actually, next week. Oh, is it next week? It is next week. We have a three-hour Raw preview. Nice. Um, well, I didn't really agree with some of Dakaris's guesses for um, who's going over SmackDown. I mean. I do agree that there are going to be a lot of guys going heading over to SmackDown. Um, Kane, I don't even know what brand Kane's on right now. And quite frankly, I don't think it really matters. Um, but I think you're going to see guys like, I don't know. I really don't know who who's going to go to SmackDown, but I know, I know Edge is coming to Raw. I know Jericho is coming to Raw. I don't think that Christian's going to to SmackDown. I think you're going to see Cody Rhodes go to SmackDown, and um, you know, because I don't think they really have anything for him on um, on uh, Raw. Same thing with Orton going to SmackDown, um, and obviously Swagger's going to SmackDown. And we all know the draft is fixed; it's not real, but right. That's right, that's right. Uh, it's not like it's really random as much as they make it seem like it is. But um, we can all pretend. 
That's right. But not to be outdone, we, I do have to ask my co-host on the other side, who is on the other line right now. Now, Mr. Orndorff. Yes. Are you? Now, what are your uh, WWE Raw picks? <clears throat> well, seeing as how I don't get SmackDown, I really can't comment on the guys on SmackDown, but I think Kofi Kingston, he'll be jumping ship. He'll be going to SmackDown. I believe that Cody Rhodes will because I don't think he's good enough for the, the A show that is Raw. Um, oh, my gosh. Let's see here. Uh, Evan Bourne, he'll be going to SmackDown. Um Let's see. I, honestly, I really didn't get too much thought about this yet. Um, pro, you know, I think that Christian probably will go down. I, I'm prepared to try. I went golfing, buddy. Um, Christian, I believe he'll go to SmackDown. I really do because uh, he doesn't do it for me. So that's my wish because I can't stand watching him. But uh, Why, they're going to have a program between Edge and Christian when Edge comes back. They could, yeah. Actually, I wouldn't mind watching that, but I don't know. It depends on like how long the whole Jericho and Edge thing goes, you know. I don't think it's going to go any farther than this Sunday. It's a good prediction. Possibly you never know. That's right. You never know what's going to happen in the WWE. To me, Those are like one I don't know. Wrestling's getting kind of stale right now. Well, this is why we I'm have the draft stale. in order to. Uh... Like, shake things up, and, as per Mr. McMahon always says. I mean, this is what, once a year, you always need a very decent shake-up. And now with the loss of Shawn Michaels and uh, some other key characters who, Jeff Hardy Justin, and such, we need. Yes? I'm going to give you my my rating of Raw, and then I'm going to let you go. Okay? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it. All right, all right. All right, here it is. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a toilet. A number two. A number two. I give it raw two. You give raw two out of ten. Well. And with that, I'll see you later. All right, take it easy, Mr. Gordon. All right. Yeah. Mr. Jay Gorgeous, always very delightful to have him on the show. Well, Sir Justin Time, I gave a couple predictions. The cards gave a couple predictions. Jay Gorgeous did. What are your predictions? Who's going where? Well, well hang on one second. Well, I take a look. Well, I uh, do so, believe... So you were unprepared. Is that what you're saying? No, I have to look at all the rosters so in order to know who's going where. But oh, rumor okay. has it that Randy Orton will be heading over to SmackDown because they have been promoting him over on SmackDown right after the draft in uh, May. And let's see what else we got here. Evidently, everyone knows that Undertaker will not be moving anywhere. As much as I would love to see him back on Smack or back on Raw. All right, I have my list of characters all right here. I would love to see Hornswoggle get shifted all the way out of uh, 
Raw back down to SmackDown. I think Zack Ryder would also flourish down in SmackDown. But who I'd like to see come up would be Matt Stryker, John Morrison. I'd even take a trade for even possibly even a Kane to come back up to the Raw roster. And maybe even trade Batista back from Raw, back down to SmackDown, so he can finish hopefully out his tenure there. Yeah, I would much rather see Batista down there on uh on SmackDown, and uh, you know, the performer who Kane used to be was absolutely tremendous. You know, like you like were seriously like afraid, and now you know who the I don't think he's uh, I don't think he, he's good enough for uh, for Raw anymore. You know, it's like it's the same thing over and over and over. I don't I don't want him back on Raw. I mean, he's no longer that like homicidal, crazy maniac who used to come out in a padded wagon with, with chains and whatnot. He's just like a very typical, normal wrestler now. He's very no mundane. longer the. He, yes. He's no he's longer the big red machine. No, he's like the mundane red machine. There you go. Now I forgot to do this at the top of the show, but. I need to get uh, my uh, my shout-outs out of the way. Uh, SteelCageRadio.com, by far the greatest site ever for all your West Coast independent wrestling needs. They are by far the proud sponsors of the Atomic Drop Show. Yes, we do have sponsors, believe it or not, on this show. And like I said before, anything independent wrestling Go to uh, steelcageradio.com for all your independent news, your ROH news, your TNA news, your WWE news. They cover it all there, more so than what we can possibly even do in our 90-minute television show, (laughs) radio show. Now that I feel better that I got that out of the way. Now you won't be fired. Yeah, I know. Also... We need to give a shout-out out to the boys over at the Shadowy Flight, the by far the most superior Night Rider podcast ever, which also means that we have to talk about this real quick. The Hoff, David Hasselhoff, was on Raw last week. Must we talk about David Hasselhoff? We must talk about David Hasselhoff because he is the Hoff. And due to the power of YouTube, I was able to catch about a five-minute clip of the Hoff coming out in kit on Monday Night Raw. Oh, Justin. Why do I keep coming back to help you out? Because you're my friend. Okay, you got me there. I don't know what to say to that. Darn it. You got me. All right, so let's go back in the Wayback Machine real quick and go back to a week ago before this whole volcano exploded. David Hasselhoff. Do you think David Hasselhoff's still stuck in Europe, now that I mention that? Wouldn't that be hilarious? That would be hilarious, and you could just see him, like, riding up and down the roads of, like, uh, the U.K. still in Kit. <sighs> Kit was lame. That yeah, writer was lame. He, I would much rather watch. I would much rather watch McGruber than Night Rider. No, you wouldn't. Actually, yeah. I would. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? 
that's the official Knight Rider theme of Knight Rider 2008. This is what this is what I hear every single time you call. So tell me, how does that make you feel? Does your fiance know what she's getting into? Yes, she does. Because she actually bought me this. Did you drug her when you asked her to marry you? No, I did not drug her when she when I asked her to marry me. She was actually very polite. She cried a little bit, and we got free champagne. Ooh, that's right. But how we did are you do it? Off. I, Charity wants to know how you did it. Now we're getting a little personal, but that's all right. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that's that. No, 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 no. That's okay. Uh, what we did was, me and the f- future Mrs. Time, <laughs> who is standing right beside me, uh, me and the future Mrs. Time went out to a very, very nice restaurant on the upscale of town called Black and Blue, a very nice surf and turf joint. And uh, we went out there. We had a very be- beautiful, beautiful dinner. And at the very end of dinner, I asked her and said, well, how was dinner? And she looked at me and said, well, what do you mean? So then I got down on one knee and proposed to her in the middle of the restaurant. And then our waitress came over and said, quote, oh, my God, you didn't just do that. Oh, my God, you did. Oh, my God, I will be right back. And then she rushed out and rushed back with two glasses of champagne to celebrate our engagement. How am I supposed to top that whenever I choose to do it? Well, be creative. Be creative. <laughs> well, congratulations, my friend. That's awesome. Well, thank you. And also, once again, to the Atomic Drop Universe, Bombers, whatever, uh, Fan Nation, I have officially I did ask. Mr. Cruz to be my best man at the wedding. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. He actually did agree. He will not actually run away from Rochester, New York. He said the first thing he wants to do as soon as he gets off that plane is to come over to Brockport, sit down at Jimmy Z's restaurant, and eat himself a garbage plate. That's the first thing we are doing. And he is actually coming back up here in July. What on earth is a garbage plate? Oh, I have not told you what a garbage plate is. Okay, I, we don't have. We're not cool enough to eat something called a garbage plate in Pennsylvania. Well, you have not lived yet. A garbage plate, okay? What you do is you get hammered drunk first. If you I don't drink. I already can't do I it. Know, I I noticed. So you find someone who is hammered drunk. And what you do is you sit them down. You get a styrofoam tray. And inside the styrofoam tray, you got your mac salad. You got your home fries or french fries all mixed together. Plop that down with two cheeseburgers or two hot dogs smothered in meat sauce, and you just eat that whole thing up. It's pretty much just drunk food so you can sober up as quick as possible, but it's even better when you're sober. It's by far the greatest thing that we have created out here in Rochester besides Kodak, Balsh, and Lom, and Xerox. It sounds like it'll kill you. It will, yes. But that, by far, is the reason why it is like a staple in Rochester. 
Well, maybe the next time I get a Rochester, I'll go there with you. Maybe I'll get drunk, but that has to be after, like, two beers or something. Yes. But real quick, now we're just drifting back away from what the initial plan was. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Come on, man. The words of Keyshawn Johnson. Come on, man. No, 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 no. Keyshawn Johnson was actually, actually, no, it was Tiki Barber who was in the episode of Knight Rider, but that is beside the point. David Hasselhoff came out on Monday Night Raw. The crowd was going nuts. We were the only one going nuts. He, David Hasselhoff came out and kicked on Monday Night Raw. Once again, I need to prove to you that I, just in time, got one up on Kyle Cruz. Because he said, yeah, you'll never see David Hasselhoff on Raw. Yeah, when that would be the day I stopped watching wrestling. That's because it's the most absurd thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what, Kyle? David Hasselhoff was on Raw. I got one right. I called that like six weeks in advance. Yeah. Even though you, you know, are my best man, I got one over on you. You know, I can see you. Actually, like, finding out, like, the headquarters, like, email address, or, like, writing in a special request for David Hasselhoff, just so you would win. Well, there was an online petition on Facebook, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but we have once more, once again, superfan Dakaris, a.k.a. Seamus, back on the line. Oh, hey. Yeah, I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm sorry that we had to kick you off before a little too quickly, but we had to make room for uh, Jay Gorgeous. Jay Gorgeous oh. has been in uh, Parts Unknown, so to speak. And speaking of Parts Unknown, real quick, the reason why this week we are doing a 90-minute show is I, just in time, will unable to uh, be on uh, the Atomic Drop Show next week, sadly. I have uh, prior engagements to my employment that uh, restricts me from doing the show. So that is why you are getting a 90-minute dose of perfect time. <laughs> now that I got that out of the way, the cars, it's all you. The floor is yours. Okay, okay. I'm back with some – okay, with the with the draft. I know – Here's some people I'll, uh, with, for the raw side that I want to see go to raw. Uh, um, I, I think Morrison might, might go to raw. I, I think our truth might because yeah. yeah and wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! 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 truth is dead. Remember, he got blown up. Oh! Oh! Yeah! Yeah! That's sorry. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, that's okay. Oh, that's I think. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I am the wrestling journalist, so I got to make sure that all wrestlers are present and dead. I have to announce. Sadly, <laughs> you will not see a YouTube video on our truth up on YouTube, but our thoughts and prayers out to his family. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I think Dolph Ziggler might go back to Raw. He might go back. Uh, and lastly, I can see. Uh, yeah, Kane's going back to Raw. Yeah, Kane's going back. Yeah, that that's yeah, those were my um 
Yeah, my more my raw choices. Okay. Um, text right there. Now, okay. Now, real quick, before I let you go, I have to ask you, what are your diva picks? Because there's always a couple divas that get shifted around. Oh, okay. Um, my my diva picks. Um, I I could see Mickey James and um uh, going back to Raw, hopefully, but but I doubt it. Um, I I want to see uh yeah. See, uh, Kay- Kay- Kaylee's going to SmackDown. Um, I could see Melina going back to SmackDown, despite despite her being injured and stuff. Um, I could see uh, Gail Kim going to SmackDown. Um, I could see Eve go- going to SmackDown. Um, and um, I could see, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty all I got right now because with SmackDown. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right, Dakars, but I want want to thank you once again for always calling back in a second time. I really do appreciate that, and I'd like to give you as much time as possible because you are by far our number one super fan. All right. All right. Now, Supposedly, rumor has it that Mr. Orndorff will be doing his uh, pro wrestling hour this week, and I still have yet to hear you on the PWH. Actually, actually, I'll take I'll take the blame for that. It's been about oh my gosh, two weeks or so since I've been able to do my show. I've had things come up. It's been a brutal past two weeks, but this Thursday, PWH pro wrestling hour will be on. So, Dakaris, you need to lose your PWH virginity and call into his show. Trust me, it'll be the trust me, Dakaris. Losing it will be the best feeling you've ever experienced in your life. It's PWH, baby. <laughs> okay, all right. You said Thursday, right? This Thursday, or it is this Thursday? And the topic of my show for everybody out there listening: top ten worst wrestling gimmicks. Make a list, create a list. You better have a you better have a reason to back it up because I will question you. So make sure you have one, Dakaris. All right, I, I, don't worry, I have one. All right, buddy. All right. All right, have a good one, Dakaris. All right, you too. He's a good dude. Ladies and gentlemen, superfan Dakaris on the other line. Garris is a very, very awesome individual. I'm so glad that we do have him on the Atomic Drop Show with his sweet Seamus impersonations. Justin, time. I'm a little sad. i got to say something. I'm a little sad. Why are you sad? Because prior to the show, I was on my favorite pro wrestling website, 24wrestling.com, and I got some, I got word about... Jim Ross, did you hear the news on Jim Ross? I have not heard the news on Jim Ross. This saddens me deeply. Jim Ross is in talks with TNA officials. Really? Did you hear that at all? I That's been a rumor I have heard going around. I heard. Uh, if, I were, if I recall what I read, he really did meet with them. And frankly, that ticks me off, man. We can't lose Jim Ross. You know what I'm saying? I know. Jim Ross is, the, you bleed him, I guarantee that 
he bleeds WWE all over. I mean, he is the blood, sweat, and tears of that whole company. Like, he's the passion, you know what I mean? Like, he, like, how can, it doesn't matter who's wrestling in a match, Jim Ross is calling it, you can't change the channel, you know what I mean? Cause just because his voice just grabs you. I think we need to start a keep Jim Ross in WWE petition or something. We need to, like, I start, to start. I can, we need to start. I can one. start that on Facebook, and I'll try to recruit all the people who I tried to get David Hasselhoff onto the show to go over onto that form. You totally just killed my idea. I don't want to do it anymore. You had to bring. Okay, sweet. Had to bring the Hoff in. All right. I know. I know. I'm a douche. But now to move from something so sad to something so epic. Ladies and gentlemen, the talented Mr. Todd Orndorff is heading off to Monday Night Raw. Woo! May 10th, baby! My awesome, beautiful, gorgeous, oh-so-sexy girlfriend surprised me with ringside seats opposite of the camera May 10th for Monday Night Raw. You watching, buddy? I will be there. I will be watching. I will make sure I have my eyes focused on you. Are you... Hopefully on the camera side. I I am on the opposite of the camera, so I will be in camera view. It's ringside. It should be in the right corner. Now, like I said before, we talked about this before, but you need to have a big old sign for the Atomic Drop show. But you can't say the Atomic Drop show, mostly because they will confiscate your sign. Hence is the reason why you need to say, use the Atomic Drop, or do the Atomic Drop. But what do you think people would say to me if they they were people nowadays wrestling fans don't even know what the atomic drop is? I know, but you know how many wrestlers might actually do it though. That would be funny, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. Exactly. But it's I'm so I'm sorry to burst your bubble, my friend, but I already think I know what my sign is going to say. Seeing how that beautiful, gorgeous girlfriend is actually sitting right next to me, so I must say that the. Uh, her name is Charity, and I think it'd be I think it'd be funny if I if I made a sign that said I got my tickets from Charity. <laughs> that that is rather creative, right there. I wonder how in the world you came up with that sweet idea. I'm a very smart man, my friend. I guess you are. But yes, ladies and gentlemen. You need to search for the man himself, Mr. PWH, will be on Raw May 10th. Now, also in the month of May, due to this great wedding season, I told you about this earlier, and I also told Kyle Cruz the dreaded words of May 19th. Every wrestling fan knows that that date sets Kane into the most horrific Horrific frenzy known a man. What are you talking about? Do you remember the epic movie See No Evil? I never saw See No Evil, to be honest. I didn't either. But if you remember on WWE programming, whenever someone uttered the words May 19th, Kane would go off in a big, giant frenzy of a hell-spawn demon whenever the words were ever uttered. Now, I need to go visit my church on May 19th. I do not know if I should bring 
uh, holy water, a cross, or some silver bullets in order to stop Cain from showing up at my church on May 19th. Well, rumor has it you're a pretty big guy, so maybe if you just flex your muscles, it might be all right. I'm five foot six. Doesn't mean you don't have big guns, man. He's only I seven feet. He's only seven feet. Five foot six, Ray Mysterio's height versus a seven foot giant. <laughs> man, you got a lot of hope and faith right there. <laughs> I'll pray for you. That's the best I can do for you. I that's all I need then. <laughs> all right. Now, I got to look this up real quick cuz I saw this surfing the internet before. And I know that you being the complete and total uh WWE DVD nerd that you are. I am a nerd. I'm proud you admit that. Do you know of the upcoming WWE releases? Let me, uh, of the releasing? Mm-hmm. I have uh, them right here, right in front of me. Well, I'm not, honestly, I'm not exactly sure, but I do know of one that I really want to get, and if you guys are listening in front of you, maybe you can help me out. I need to know when to be at Walmart at midnight for Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, available on 6-29-2010. Oh, i got to wait that long? I know you got to wait that long, but you do have Monday Night Raw tickets that hold you over, hopefully, that will work. I guess that'll but, do. I know. I'm sorry. But we also have coming up WrestleMania 26, available on 5-4-2010. The best pay-per-view matches of the year, 2009-2010. 5-18-2010. Extreme Rules, 2000. I didn't Rule, even know that uh, they were making one best pay-per-view uh, I didn't know matches either. or whatever you said. That's pretty weird. I thought so, too. Extreme Rules, 5-25. Undertaker's Deadliest Matches. That should be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, there's going to be some six, brutal beatdowns in that one. Horrible. 6-8. Over the Limit, 2010, not to be confused with Over the Edge, uh, 622, once again, the Dragon, 629, the Elimination Chamber Anthology is on 713, and Fatal 4-Way, 2010, available 720. Now, now, I got a little question here real quick. Go right ahead. The Elimination Chamber. How many yes. years has that been going on? That, all right. Let me go take a look at that real quick. I are believe. You are you well, cheating? No, I'm not. I'm going to the ever famous Wikipedia for all my answers because Kyle Cruz is no longer here with us. He's over at some gay basketball game that no one really cares anything about. So, I mean, do you care about that game? Oh uh, no, I hate the Lakers. <laughs> All right. See, I don't care about it either. All right. It has appeared in 2002. I was actually right in assuming what I wanted to say, but I wanted to verify. So It was announced by Eric Bischoff. Do you think, honestly, that 
It's been good enough to have an anthology. It's only been eight years, man. Agreed. And there has, uh, let's see, right here. There has only been, okay, how many do you think is considered in in an anthology? I would say, I mean, probably, I'd go about 12 to 15 years. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, okay, how many matches would you consider it an anthology? I'd probably go around 15 to 20, right? Okay. They, they've only had 11. Oh, losers. It totally. Totally, totally, totally. First one was November 17th. 2002 with Triple H, Booker T, Jericho, Kane, Michaels, and Rob Van Dam. And that's when Shawn Michaels won the World Heavyweight title at Madison Square Garden. Hmm. So is this just the the chamber matches or the uh, entire pay-per-view? I'm going to assume it's probably just all of these bad boys. I'm Unless it's like the stupid championship scrambles that no one really gave two shits about. Yeah, that was pretty garbage. That was garbage. Yeah. You know how hard it is trying to do a sell on those championship scrambles? Kyle told me one day, yeah, you can end up doing those. I'm I'm getting busy at the moment, so you can do the sells this week or this month. And I sat down, and I called him up with tears in my eyes, and I said, I can't do this because I don't understand the rules of this damn thing. <laughs> and I I don't even remember if that actually made it out on YouTube or not. I don't know, but, but dude, you got some good sales, man. I've watched them. You have some really good things going on there. Well, thank you. I think I may have already asked you this, but which one of your which one of our cells is perhaps your favorite? Didn't you do one for SummerSlam? I did do one for SummerSlam, yes. I think that was my favorite one, to be honest. I think so. Yeah, that, nah. I think that's the one. Well, Maybe not. we did, we did Wait, do one. Was there I mean, one for Survivor Series? Yes, there is one for Survivor Series, too. I think it's it's one of the ones that starts with an S. I mean, well, like one of the favorite starts with an S. It's either Summer or Survivor Series. Anyhow, I think they're pretty, you know, I think they're pretty sweet myself. Well, thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. No now, problem, even no though, now, granted, we don't hardly ever talk a lot about TNA, but we have to address this. New World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam, is now the World Heavyweight Champion. As it Boring. Me, I know, I know, I have to do it. We're wrestling journalists here. We have to report on shitty ass shows. Sorry. No, no. Rob Van Dam, who is now TNA World Heavyweight Champion. What do you think this means for TNA? Does this mean they're going to take the very laid back approach to everything now? Kind of like, yo, sup? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, you know, Robin Dam is obviously well established, but do you think that a guy like Rob Van Dam is able to uh 
to make that company go go hard head to head with the WWE? Like, is he the guy that's going to be able to like you know just turn it around? Because I don't. I don't think so either. I don't think he is. I don't. Rob Van Dam is not the face of TNA. Okay, there I said it. The only face of TNA that everyone associates TNA with is the man who's been there for seven-plus years, and that's Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett will forever be known as the face of TNA, correct? That is correct, yeah. I mean, it's a tie between him or Samoa Joe, who I have not seen or heard anything about where the hell Samoa Joe has been. I mean, if you have any idea where his whereabouts are, I would love to know. I have no idea. You know, let's think, let's think about this for a second. If Rob Van Dam, okay, is not the guy. Wait, if people think Rob Van Dam can do it, Kurt Angle couldn't do it. Kurt Angle is, you know, I'm, I'm, he, I think he's like, you know, 20 times better than Rob Van Dam. And if Kurt Angle was in it, was unable to do it, how's RVD? Who do they have? AJ Styles can't do it. Samoa Joe can't do it. J.E. Rick Flair can't Double do F it. can't do it. No, Nate can't do it. Hogan, Hogan and H together couldn't do it. They're, they're gonna fail. Do it. Hall can't do it. The band can't even do it. The band is a joke. Tell me about it. Oh, let's see. According to the ever, uh, go ahead. No, I was, you know, this whole Monday night thing, uh, I don't know why they wanted to try and commit suicide because it ain't going to work. No, well, they did have the highest ratings thus far of their whole TNA career with a 1.0. <laughs> They're slowly chipping away at the WWE's uh, ratings. Yeah, taking a lot of money out of their pockets. Exactly. I, I can foresee it in the future now. But it says right here, uh, at, at final resolution, Joe took part in the Feaster fired match and won a briefcase containing a TNA World Heavyweight Championship. After being off for several weeks, Joe returned on February 4th to Impact, Tech AJ Styles, who recently turned heel with Flair. Uh, blah, blah, after losing a match against TNA new acquisition, Orlando Jordan, who is gay. Joe was abducted by a masked man. On March 29th, he resurfaced in a video package. Joe made his return on April 19th, in addition of Impact, as a surprise member of Team Hogan. In an eight-man tag match against Team Flair, in which he scored the deciding pinfall by pinning Rhodes. I don't know. A, after a muscle buster. Huh. Joe then left the impact zone and did not celebrate with his fellow team members. So he's been around. Man, that sounds... That makes me want to watch TNA. Exactly. Not have one of their top guys just appear and disappear whenever he wants to. I mean, it's kind of like, you know... I don't know. I can't even describe that, man. It's kind of, it's like a missed opportunity. And speaking of missed opportunities, oh, two weeks ago I missed my opportunity to sit down and actually get Mick Foley's autograph. What? You saw Mick Foley? 
I did not see McFoley. McFoley came up to Rochester for an auto car show, which I should have went to, but I didn't. Shame on you. I know. It's the two favorite things in one spot, professional wrestling and cars, all in one show. But I, I had the opportunity to come up here or to go out there to sit down in line and actually get his autograph. But sadly, I did not have the time to meet the hardcore legend himself. Quick question. This Shoot. might be tough. This might be tough. You might really need to think about this. Ready? Okay. You had one chance to get an autograph. You had David Hasselhoff, one table. Mick Foley, another table. Uh, who's the other one I was going to say? Tommy Dreamer at another table. And then the very last one, the most important one, the talented Todd Orndorff. Who would you go to? You have one chance for an autograph. Hasselhoff, Foley, Dreamer, Orndorff. Hasselhoff, duh. What? I mean, oh, come on, he's, uh, he's got a kit. I am losing. Uh, I, oh, gosh. How many talking cars do you know of? They actually talk back to you. That, are not, that are not on Star. Ah, good point. There you go. You didn't Thank throw you. that in there. Hey, see, see, see. You're talking to a oh, car hey, you can't. You can't judge it on the car. I said, you can't get the car's autograph. Hasselhoff. Oh, I never said about well, here's the thing. See, I can have Hasselhoff sit down in my car and actually autograph it. <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, what? You stay in love with Hasselhoff. If Hasselhoff said, Justin, so just in time, take me instead of your fiance, what would you do? Is she still beside you? <laughs> no, but I would throw myself down in front of him. <laughs> Oh, man. It's David Hasselhoff, man. The original Knight Rider. The man, the myth, the legend, huh? He is the legend, without a doubt. <laughs> All right. You know what I have not done yet in this whole show with 23 minutes remaining? What's that? I have not plugged out our number at all. <laughs> you have it. I have not, and I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. All right. If you are listening and you've been patiently waiting, if not already tuned out, our number is 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is 646-915-9116. Phone lines are open. Chat rooms are open. I mean, I'm here. I'm sitting in the chat room. I'm all alone, kind of lonely out in here. But that's okay. So... Let's get a little off topic here for a second. Okay. We have we have coming up the NFL draft. Now, I don't even know who who your team is. It could be the Steelers, it could be Philly. I don't know who it could be. It could be even be be Detroit for all I know or the Browns. I'm but, a Steelers fan, buddy. You're a Steelers a fan. Now, now that you just opened up a can of worms, what is your opinion of the whole Big Ben sexual harassment scandal going on now? Oh, man, yeah, it's embarrassing. Like, honestly, diehard Steeler fan entire life. How soon you be? You live here. 
Like, there's, like, no Eagle fans around. Like, the entire state of Pennsylvania outside of Philly are Steelers fans. And it's absolutely embarrassing. It really is. You know, think about it. Motorcycle accident. He uh, he allegedly raped a woman who works at a casino in Nevada. He goes and what's he doing with a, with a chick in a bar? First of all, what's a 20-year-old even doing in a bar? You know? No then, cover charge for underage. 18 and over. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed, and frankly, I'm tired of hearing about it. But, uh, I don't know, I just... Actually, they... His suspension should have came out... Oh, no, it comes out tomorrow, or whatever. I believe. It's Tuesday, right? Yeah, your show's on Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, it's, a, it's a joke, frankly. I'm tired of it. I mean, it it, it hurts. I mean, I know. I mean... Now, I, I need to throw this out there because you just made a very, very mean enemy for Kyle Cruz because he is none other than a Eagles fan. What? Yes, he is an Eagles fan. I mean, if you look at, look at our show's logo, you will see uh, the character of Kyle Cruz wearing an Eagles hat. Man, that guy, he's taking me. Well, I'm seriously going to have to have a little chit-chat with that fella. Lakers, Eagles, doesn't show up for a show. I'm basically a new permanent co-host. What's going on, man? I know, I know. I mean, you need to have a very, very, very long chat with that boy. You know what, you know what I'm thinking about doing? I'm thinking about giving him. <laughs> I'm thinking about giving him an atomic drop. What do you think about that? I like it. I like it, too. Bray set him straight, finally. Now, i got a quick question for you, actually. Yes. You have told me before that you have done a slight professional wrestling training, correct? Yes. Okay. I have noticed that in tag team matches, there is a little piece of rope that dangles down from the turnbuckle. And no one can answer me why, but why do wrestlers always take their hand and wrap their hand around it in tag matches? Why do they wrap their hands around it? Because, well, so, like, you're asking, like, what the rope is for? Yes. I mean, it's just, like, a long piece of, like, it looks like a shoelace type thing that you just wrap your hand around. Yeah, it's a little piece of rope because, well, well, like, uh, basically, you know, a tag partner is supposed to stay in a corner, and he's only a, he's with uh, with his hand closer to the turnbuckle. He's got to hold on to it and reach out as far as he can go, be, and go because he's not supposed to be able to wander from like one turnbuckle to the other. He's got to stay in that arm's length away. All right, understand unless what I'm saying? Name, I understand what you're saying, unless your name is Ric Flair. Oh, absolutely. Well, because if you're Ric Flair, you're walking that whole entire distance from pillar to post, back and forth, about nine times over. Wait, so you were serious? You didn't know what that was for? No, I never knew. Wow. I thought most people I, did. No, I never knew that because I would – I sat right there. I mean, I've never – it's like something that's kind of recently been new since 2000, I believe. But if you look at old WWE or F videos you never see him actually do that you just see him like hold on to like one side of the turnbuckle and reach out and all of a sudden this magical rope just appeared out of nowhere 
Actually, I remember watching it in your, like, Heart Foundation days, like the original Heart Foundation and everything like that, and, like, with the British Bulldogs and everything. I remember seeing that, but it might have went away for a while. I mean, I... I, I've always wondered what that was for, and you have just uh, evidently schooled me, and I bow down to your superior wrestling knowledge. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Feel free to do that again at any time. Yes, yes. Well, don't think too cocky there. Well, we got 17 minutes left here on the Atomic Drop Show. Phone lines are open. 646-915-9116. Sadly, we will not be hearing from Mr. Jimmy Z, for I actually went to go visit Mr. Jimmy Z on Saturday. And he is actually in the great white north of Toronto. Toronto? He's in Toronto. He's out there celebrating, partying up, doing whatever Mr. Z does. But when I went into his fine establishment, he did have hanging right inside of his fine business a photo of all four horsemen autographed. Oh, no way. Yes, sir. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, uh, Flair, and uh, I believe J.J. Dillon. You're missing somebody from the horsemen, my friend. I know, I know. I'm trying to remember. I got is, it, is it Barry Windham or Ole Anderson? It's probably one of those two. Probably, it's probably Ole. But, Man. Yeah, it, I'm so it jealous. Mr. Z is very, very into wrestling. And also, he actually has a photo of him and Mick Foley, not at the car show, but at a previous show. Uh, And he actually signed his copy of the Hardcore Diaries, which is hanging above his fine establishment. I mean, Mick Foley always, always, always comes to upstate New York for some reason. I don't know why. He just loves it up here. You know, if that guy thinks that's impressive, the Mick Foley book, he can be an, a hand-signed book of Adventures in Larry Land by Larry Zabisco. That's what's hanging above my bed every night. Are you for real? <laughs> it's not hanging above my bed, but yeah, man. I want to get Larry Zabisco on this show really, really badly. Larry Zabisco is one of the coolest guys ever. I got a quick story if you got it, man. Uh, we got 15 minutes. We got time. All right. Okay. I originally started out pro wrestling radio on ESPN Radio. Okay. All right. And my and my um, old co-host, he was a promoter down in Florida. This is like oh, this is great. This is one of my favorite stories ever. And uh, and actually, Larry Zabisco was his world champion for a while. And uh, so then some things happened, and the co-host, he had to move away, and so we were actually unable to do the show together. So, like, it it went under and everything like that. So then there was a, uh, a small independent promotion in, I believe, Northeastern PA called WWWA. Great, it, they put on great shows, always have a lot of, uh, a lot of great talent, and uh, have, like, one or two superstars every show. And just so happened this day, Scott Steiner was there, and the living legend, Larry Zabisco. And um, so um, I go up to Larry Zabisco and stuff, I shake his hand. I was like, man, you know, it's such an honor and everything like that. Then I was like, I know a guy who knows you. you know? And I brought up my old co-host, and he says, well, let me tell you something about this guy. 
he's a lie, he's a cheat, he's a thief. <laughs> and also he said, and then he said, the next time you see him, give him a shot in the mouth for me. And then I was like, why don't we just have a tag match, buddy, you and me? And he says, I'll be there. Isn't that awesome? That is pretty awesome right there. Me and Larry Zabisco are going to form a tag team. I mean, my favorite thing he did on WCW was when he did that sweet little hand signal. The one the one that goes forwards and then backwards. I thought that hand signal that he does at the beginning and end of Nitro was by far the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and whenever we play WCW NWO Revenge, I was always Larry Zabisco. Dude, Larry Zabisco is a great guy. Great, great guy. He really is. Or he's a pro a golfer now. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he's a pro golfer now. And also, he's uh, he's not quite 60 years old yet, but let me tell you something, dude. It looks like he really hasn't even lost a step in the ring. He is so good. So He's so fluent in the ring. And so I saw him in uh, summer of 08. That's when that happened. And, oh, man, it was ridiculous. He, he looks so good. I'd like to see him get into the WWE Hall of Fame, hopefully. I mean, there is room enough for him. I mean, now that Honky Tonk Man, the man I've been pulling for for the past five years, won't make it in now that he turned it down. But I'm hoping that uh, he will uh, actually make it in. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, you know. But I mean, how can you have – I was like, I'm a big Larry Zabisco fan. But how do you have Coco Beware in there and not throwing to Larry Zabisco? I know, I know. Coco was, never wo- Coco was never a world heavyweight champion. Larry Zabisco was the AWA heavyweight champion. Granted, he was uh, he was married to Vern Gagne's daughter, but, you know, that's a little different. <laughs> no, that's married to the family. Smart man. Just like Hunter. Just like Hunter. That's right. But, now, once more... Uh, Back, let me trail back a little bit again, too, because I forgot to touch on this real quick. Uh, I sent you a photo of me picking up my copy of the World Heavyweight Championship DVD. Yes. And I would like to know, what is your thoughts on that epic DVD? The World Heavyweight Champion? Um. Actually, I think it's a pretty good DVD. It's all right, you know. Um, the one that I don't have is the Intercontinental Championship, which irritates me. I don't have it. But the World Heavyweight Championship I do have, is, I thought it was a pretty good DVD. What did you think of it? I thought it was a very informational. It made me want to go out and start watching, like, old Ric Flair matches again. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just fun to see classic Flair just going around hooting and hollering and woo-ing everywhere. Dude, I do that in my bedroom, man. Before or after sex? <laughs> I preach abstinence. Oh, okay. <laughs> but just watching that, I mean, and the plus, it's always fun to watch old WCW matches because I'm just watching those thinking, I miss WCW. It pains me to say that, but I know I could just turn to TNA, but TNA is not WCW. TN- WCW was far more entertaining when they had Chris Jericho running around there being, like, the most comical person still out there. Oh, yeah. Being the conspiracy victim. <laughs> uh, uh, 
talking to Stinko Malenko, being the man of a thousand and one or a thousand and four wrestling holds. Back in that, back in the in the Monday night in the Monday Night Wars, who did you lean towards more, CW or, or WF? WWF, of course. That was, that was my bread and butter right there. Okay, good. I mean, after a while, just of course, when me and my pops would sit there, we'd channel surf back and forth between WCW, WWF. I mean, sure, sometimes they'll have like crazy title changes, but WWF always had a better product on because they always had Austin, they always had The Rock, they always had Taker, they always had Kane, and that's what kept us tuning in there. I mean, this is back, obviously, when they had the the PG-14 or 14 TV. I mean, that's when wrestling was good, because I went on YouTube, and I saw their old WWE or F uh, commercial on there that they played during the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that now. And now, if you remember, The Undertaker starts walking through the halls, and he starts saying, uh... We are a friendly family value entertainment. And now, yeah. now guess what they are? A friendly family value entertainment. I mean, before you see like all these people beating the living shit out of each other and having sex in the middle of their apartment build or inside of the building. And now you just have John Cena running around with a little kitty belt and whatnot saying, you can't see me. Oh, man, I miss I miss that era, man. That, that is was a good best memory. Time to be a wrestling fan. One of my favorite episodes of Raw. Like, remember that like whole four week span where Stone Cold just like totally annihilated Vince McMahon. Like he like like he threw cement in his car and all this sort of stuff. Do you remember that? Of course. Who wouldn't? My favorite clip ever of that like whole little uh, whole time period. Is whenever Vince McMahon is in the hospital, and Stone Cold comes up and hits him with a bedpan. <laughs> so, my my favorite Austin clip of all time was when uh, he became uh, CEO or chairman of WWE. <laughs> when Linda yeah. and Stephanie like both stepped down, and he went in there, he walked in there with a tie and said. We don't do coffee breaks in here. We just do beer breaks, and everyone just started drinking beer all over the place, and you see Vince's face just turn to utter shock and disgust. Oh, man. How could you not smile thinking about that? You know what I mean? The greatest time ever. Oh. And, you know, like, I hope that, like, my kids, like, are fans of wrestling and everything like that because the kids, you know, if you're not – all right. It's it's a great thing to watch and a great thing to understand, but I'm gonna feel bad for him. And I, I say this on my show all the time. I feel bad for wrestling fans, like young wrestling fans today, because they they missed out on the greatest time ever. It's true, it's true. But that's why, with the power of DVD or whatever else is gonna be in the near future, besides DVD, when DVD gets outdated, they will have the ability to sit back and watch all of our sweet classic vintage wrestling shows. Absolutely. And now I have that's just, now I have a good excuse and charity can't can't yell at me for spending all my money on DVDs. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm educating my kids. 
we're thinking about our children that we don't exactly have, but <laughs> we're educating the future. We are now. This just came up on WrestleZone.com. This was just sent in. It says, quote, did you notice that John Cena was actually wearing his wedding ring last night on Raw? I know it's common knowledge he's married, but it's but that's the first time he's ever worn his ring on Raw. <laughs> I mean, do you think that was a little bit of a slip? A little bit of a slip? I mean, I mean, don't you think that John Cena is supposed to be playing up as a single man? Because he, he never really announces that he is uh, taken. Uh, well, do you think it matters if he's... they do or not? Well, what about when they pan out to all the girls out in the out in the audience, and then you just see him like jumping up and down in their John Cena shirts and their boobs flapping all over the place with their Cena sign. So you tell I mean, me they know... So you're telling me... I don't know if my girlfriend knows that Cena is married, but she is in love with John Cena. I keep trying to convince her that when I take my shirt off, we look alike. And for some reason, she doesn't believe me. But, she, but you're telling me that when we go to Raw, May 10th, and hold a sign that says Atomic Drop, that when John Cena comes out and she knows he's married, she's not going to be like, <laughs> she's just going to be like, oh, man. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah? All right. That's yeah, because cool. I, told, I told the future Mrs. Tyne that he got married, and then she said, quote, well, he's not really that attractive now that I know that he's married. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So pretty much I'm one up on the former Marine Super Commando, John Cena. Granted, I had to go out of my way to get her two John Cena shirts at the concession stand. You bought a John Cena shirt. I did. I love my future Mrs. Time so much I waited in line at the concession stand to get her a John Cena t-shirt. Actually, I brought that up to charity. I was like, you know, before we go, so you, like, dress the part, I'm going to have to get her a John, a John Cena shirt. Seeing as how I said if I make one up with my name on it and stuff, she won't wear it. So I figure I'm going to spend the 25 bucks and get her one that has John Cena on it. So if you see a very hot blonde front row with a John Cena shirt on, that's my girlfriend. Eyes off, fellas. You've been warned already. They have been warned three weeks early. Speaking of three weeks, we got three minutes left on the Atomic Drop Show. So, I must say, I want to thank you once again for stepping in for Mr. Cruz. Hey, man, anytime I can be here for you guys, I will. You know that. It's always a great time. It's always fun. I'm going to say this out right now. Chances are probably very good that you'll be filling in for me next week. So make sure you're, if uh, you are on with Mr. Cruz, please give him a verbal beat down and raise a lot of hell in my name for him for missing out on pretty much 
three to four weeks worth of airtime. I will try my very best. He's pretty good with his words, but I'll try my best. Yeah, well, you can tell him right where he can stick it if the Lakers lose. And tell him, was it really worth it to actually go out there and see him lose? He would have had more fun. He would have had more fun sitting here talking wrestling than he ever would have been sitting at some stupid Lakers game, sitting there watching Kobe. Kobe who? Exactly. Well, we have about one minute left here. I just want to say once again, I will unable to be at uh, next week's Atomic Drop show for I have other prior commitments. But make sure you will tune in, hopefully, with the wonderful, talented Mr. Todd Orndorff and Kyle Cruz. And hopefully the week after that, and hopefully after that, the band will be reunited, me and Kyle Cruz once more, once again, coming through the airwaves. We have about 90 seconds left here, Mr. Orndorff. Do you have any final closing thoughts? I just want to say thank you very much, and thank you to all of the Atomic Drop listeners. It's been a fun show, as always. It's been a great show. As always, we appreciate the phone calls. We, we appreciate everybody in the chat room, and hopefully, if you all are around, Thursday, go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash PWH Pro Wrestling Hour. And uh, top ten worst gimmicks this Thursday. Have a list, create a list, and I'll be questioning you, so back it up, baby. All right. We got about 42 seconds left, so I just want to thank everyone once again for tuning in. And also, again, thank our ever-awesome sponsors, steelcageradio.com, once again, for all your indie riffic news from the West Coast, from Ring of Honor, WWE, TNA. I mean, they are by far the most awesome, superior website dedicated to professional wrestling. And for Kyle Cruz, who's sitting out in some gay-ass arena watching basketball, I am just in time here saying, hope I will see you in two weeks from the Atomic Drop Show. See ya! Later.